if you notice yourself cycling through the same patterns over and over again, it's time to do this work. Welcome to From Betrayal to Breakthrough. I'm Dr. Debbie Silber, and today's guest is Rachel McLeod. Rachel McLeod, LCSW, is a mental health therapist and emotional wellness expert. Through years of successfully helping clients move their anxiety, depression, and trauma disorders into remission, she has developed a program that empowers people to skillfully get rid of symptoms and heal. She is also the facilitator of the Facebook group called Releasing the Baggage of Anxiety, Depression, and Traumatic Stress, where she delivers free trainings on leading interventions that work well for getting rid of symptoms, not just coping or managing them. Her mission is to empower people to do their own healing work effectively, safely, and skillfully. What happens when a therapist feels that talk therapy doesn't work, she goes on a journey that does. And that's exactly what I'll be talking about with my guest, Rachel McLeod. We're talking about releasing the baggage of anxiety, depression, and traumatic stress. And you can truly let go of all of it. When you do, you're free to create a life you love. If you're carrying around some stuff you're ready to let go of and traditional therapy hasn't moved the needle too much for you, you're going to get so much out of this episode. Here we go. Okay, everybody, we are with Rachel McLeod today, and we're going to be talking about releasing the baggage of anxiety, depression, and traumatic stress. How does that sound? Sounds good to me. Welcome, Rachel. Thank you for having me. Of course. So naturally, you know, if, if we're talking about releasing the baggage of all of these emotions, uh, there's probably a reason why you're teaching this. Do you have a story that you're willing to share? Yeah. Um, this I happened to start helping brains do the brain work for resolving symptoms of anxiety, depression, and traumatic stress because I needed it. Um, I became a therapist. Um, I did all the talk therapy and, um, I was, I either was really bad at it or it talk therapy doesn't work, but either way I was not happy with the results I was getting my clients. And so, um, when I was laid off, I took the opportunity to quit my field (laughs) and I was very mad and angry about, I can't believe I have a whole degree in this and, Oh, so I went and started being a homemaker. And about three years later, I had a pretty big mental health crisis. I thought I was in a financial crisis. I thought I was in a marriage crisis. I was in a mental health crisis. And my husband suggested, why don't you go get an evaluation? And um, I did. I did not want to go because I was angry at everybody. <laughs> so, But I did go. And I walked away. He diagnosed me with obsessive compulsive disorder. And I look back with that diagnosis, it made so much sense to me. It would actually, it was, it was just the tip of the iceberg of what I was dealing with. I was really dealing with complex childhood trauma, Mm -hmm. but, um, but he gave me a diagnosis and I looked back and uh, over the years, and I could see moments where I was, I had so much obsessions, so many of compulsions, so many, even mental health crises along the way that were never diagnosed because I was such, I was always a high performer. I was always at the top of my class. I was a top athlete. Um, So I must not have any problems and I can obviously get a master's degree in higher education. So I must be fine. And so the level of mental illness was not 
detected or noticed. And, um, and so, but here I was with three small children and life had caught up with me and I could not high perform my way out of it any longer. And so, um, I, I got this diagnosis. So I'm driving home and I am realizing that all this stuff is flashing through my mind and I really want to do something different. And at the same time, I had a child that had, um, that didn't have, they, we had resolved so many health issues. They were failing to thrive at six months. Mm -hmm. And, um, and all of a sudden we were healing, we were doing really well. And there was one more health symptom that was not shifting. And so I was mad at the doctors because they were giving me all this runaround. I'm mad at everybody at this point in my life. Um, I go to the, the park, I'm complaining to these, my, my, um, the other moms there. And they say, why don't you go see this lady? And so they send me to this, this energy healer. Mm -hmm. I did not know what I was getting into. And if I had known, I probably would not have gone. I go there and she has my kids sit on this little bench with this little metal plate. And she starts giving him, handing him vials. Anyway, long story short, she resolves his medical issue in three days. Wow. It was here. It's gone. No evidence. Yeah. So I am astonished because I cannot believe this. And so, but I go back and I'm like, Hey, you know, can you help me with this problem? I have all this anxiety and a whole disorder. As a matter of fact, mind you, I'm already a therapist. I'm already, (laughs) I'm already supposed to know all this stuff. And, um, and she says, and she hands me the training DVD set for emotional freedom techniques. And so, and I, it's not talk therapy, so I'm in (laughs) and it's a little weird. So I'm double in. And, um, and so she says, try this, it will change your life. And so I go home that very night, I'm watching the DVDs, I'm ready for bed, but I start panicking and racing thoughts before bed, right? Who doesn't have that? Um, And so I had never noticed that I had that before, but I was dealing with that every night. Um, and I cannot get to sleep because oh gosh, one of these kids are going to wake up and I'm not going to get any sleep and I need to go to sleep right now. And so, and something says, well, Hey, why don't you try the intervention? And so here I, I pull it out and I, I try, I'm tapping on those points. It says, and I get through it and I yawn. And then I, so oh, let me try it again. I I'm tapping through and I fall asleep. I don't even choose to fall asleep. I am just out. Mm-hmm. I wake up the next morning and I'm like, what else? can I try this on? And I just start using this with all of the symptoms, all of the obsessions, all of the compulsions. That's all I was aware of at the time. And all of a sudden I'm, I don't have to do the things anymore. I don't have to save the jars. I'm throwing the jars out. I was collecting jars. I don't know what I was collecting jars for. It was, Mm -hmm. it was not a logical thing. And Rachel, I just want to stop you because first of all, before we even get into EFT, also known as tapping, I definitely want to go down that road with you, but you know, you said something so interesting here. It was, you were going to, you were a therapist and, and this whole talk therapy thing. And, and yeah. so many people think that that's the solution. And we see so many people coming into the PBT Institute all the time with therapy trauma. And what's happening is they're, uh, they're mm-hmm. unpacking and they're talking about their story over and over and over again. And yes, that has a place, but it, in, in moving through the five stages from betrayal to breakthrough anyway, uh, if anything is going to keep you so deeply rooted in the place we get stuck it's going over it and over it and over it without a plan to move forward that's the first thing the second thing is trauma is as you know it's not just it's not just a cognitive thing it's it's physical it's in the tissues and what i love so much about tapping is just one modality there are so many is it's releasing the trauma from the tissues right so here are these thoughts and these ideas that have been suppressed repressed 
and tapping is such a gentle and, and simple but profound way of releasing it. So now that you mentioned tapping and how it was helping on everything, uh, tell us, you know, give us, for those who aren't familiar with tapping, please explain it and, and tell us what it is and what it does. Well, yeah, well, this is the deal. You just said, you just said this thing that's very true. There are so many modalities that help. Mm -hmm. And that was really confusing me at this point in my journey. Cause I'm like, what's up with that? And, um, and so as I started learning more interventions and trying them, I saw they still, they got the same result. Um, I got trained in EMDR and thought-filled therapy, energy medicine, and we're still getting the same result. I started learning about brain function, and that's really when I thought, oh, okay, um, actually the brain has a natural process for resolving symptoms of anxiety, depression, and traumatic stress. And that process gets stuck and does not complete, which is why we have looping thoughts and looping worries. And we can talk about stuff and not actually get it completely, get it completed or resolved. And so this stuff just stays in the body. And, but all we have to do is really help the brain complete that process. And so what we're, what we're, and, and this is really just a really important piece of this. Our body is a sensing organ. It's, it's our sensory um, information um, gatherer, right? It tells us what a temperature, it tells us all the things that are going on outside of us and the things that are going on inside of us. And its job is to deliver all of that information up to the front of the brain. And the front of the brain's job is to register the stuff, understand it, and also create new ways of being. And the information that the body sends registers nervous system as in our brain as pain as as pleasure or neutral just zip through this process and so the front of the brain can gather all that information that's coming from pleasure and from neutral stuff but anything that will register in the pain as brain the pain neurons start firing which then tell the survival system we're under danger we need to survive and all of a sudden the survival system jumps up and stops that communication loop and shifts us into a survival state of fight flight freeze faint or fawn and so that survival state is 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 the the processing the information communication loop that the body naturally has to say hey there's some there's some painful things that are happening right now let me tell you about them get stopped and blocked and so the body keeps sending that message up and that's really when we find that explosions of panic and rage and anger. And, um, and then it fuels us into fight, flight, freeze, faint, or fawn, instead of just being information that flows. And, and it's so, but because it doesn't get make it past the survival system, because the survival system shuts down the processing and shifts into the survival mode, it just goes back down into the body. And so it stays there. And the body's like, I still have more to tell you about this. I need to give this report. And so what's happening is here, what we're doing instead with these interventions, these interventions are um, the, in the native language of the survival system. We are really working with the survival system to open up this communication loop. And the survival system's native language is the body because the body is what it needs to keep alive. It's this whole job. And so the, the, the thinking, the survival system does not, is not listening to our thoughts and our, what we know and what we think and, hey, calm down. It does not care. It's listening to the body. It's getting the safe signals from the body, even while it's getting the signals of danger and pain. And so these interventions like emotional freedom techniques, thoughtful therapy, energy medicine, EFT, um, are really send, using the body to send signals of, hey, we're safe. You can let this healing happen. And at the same time, it's getting the pain signals. So because we're speaking in the native language of the survival system, all of a sudden, the survival system backs off of this communication loop and lets it finally complete. And that's really what we're doing 
doing with this trauma processing, we're just taking the information that the body has about whatever traumatic experience happened and delivering the message, help it walking the brain through its process of getting that information exactly where it needs to go, which is really past the survival system into the prefrontal cortex, past uh, the past the brain's process. That's the part, gosh, I could just, I'm seeing I'm picking up speed here because I'm so passionate about this and I want to nerd out and tell you every little detail, but really this stuff has to, this is the brain has its own process of resolving these things and bringing them to an end and then reorganizing our system so that we are healthy and well, and that it knows how to understand the world around us and the world within us. And that's really important. Yes, no, absolutely. And, And it's so interesting because as I'm hearing this, it makes so much sense. And I know one of the greatest gifts I've ever given myself was just the gift of curiosity. And I remember saying to myself, just because I don't understand something doesn't mean it's not true. And I remember first being exposed to energy medicine and, and things like, you know, EFT tapping and stuff like that. I was like, but it just seems so weird. You're just supposed to talk to somebody about it. And then the thought of, do you mean to tell me I can actually tap on these different uh, points and it's going to release trauma to talk to that person now who I know is listening or watching. And they're like, I don't know. I just don't get it. That just seems so weird. Tell them on this because it's so real. (laughs) This, This is, this is natural to us humans. We intuitively know this is true. We intuitively know that you have to use the body to do the emotional healing work. We are doing this with babies. This is why we're actually, we, when a baby is born and they start crying, we wrap them up, we hold them close. We, maybe we're putting them skin to skin and we start tapping. We start shh, because we're actually working with their nerve, their survival system. We're actually manually opening up, sending the signal to the survival system that we're safe. And so then all this, the body is able to communicate to the front of the brain and that communication loop is going on and the baby is starting to learn about this air thing and it's starting to regulate and calm and process the information. And in healthy environments, we're doing that over and over and over again. And so, but we also know if we get stressed, what do we go do? We go eat because that we're using the body to send the message that we're safe. And so that is is really, really, this is fundamental to us. And as we've gotten away from, um, we've gotten more logical about our emotions, we are missing out on including the survival system in the emotional healing work. And so we're not, it, it, our brain doesn't work like that. Our nervous system's not designed like that. And so it's, these interventions are helpful because they don't have the negative side effects that eating for emotional work does. And, um, and they don't have, um, and they're fast and they're not like crying is a fantastic healing intervention. Most of us aren't allowed to do it. And some it's like, you, you don't want to cry your way through a disorder. That's a lot of crying because, and then there's the, there's the side effects of the puffy eyes and all that stuff. Um, and so it's, it's just, these interventions are helpful because they're quick. Um, they speak, they send that message of it's safe and they do it. And it's and and we get the things processed. I I I love tapping because of how easy it is. It's almost like fail proof. You know, you you can't you can't mess it up, and uh, and just that it's something that we can do on our own. But you mentioned EMDR also, and so many people who are healing from trauma look to EMDR as a possible solution. Now, could be wonderful, but then again, you know, this is where you need some outside help. You may need to to go have a session or so. 
Can you, for those who aren't familiar with EMDR, can you let us know a little bit about that? Yeah, um, EMDR is used, it's fundamentally an eye movement based intervention, but if we dial it back even further, um, we're having the eyes move left to right, left to right, or in a figure eight pattern or diagonal, but the, the important pieces are we're having the, the eyes cross the center line of the brain. And so this is, this is part of what we're doing when we're sleeping in REM sleep. And so it's, it's when we believe that we're doing our emotional work while sleeping, because the body and mind have their own process for working with emotions and we want them to be able to do it. But when we've got a disorder and we've got these symptoms showing up, those are signs that the body is not capable of resolving those issues for whatever reason. And that's really where we want to jump in and help. Right, so we can use these interventions, like we can use EMDR in the moment to um, to focus on something that you want to heal and manually walk your brain through its healing process. And EMDR is fantastic if it's a really good fit, but if it's not a really good fit, it has some really awful gnarly side effects. So it is not the right fit for everybody, um, which is why I, I'm very excited about therapists getting trained in multiple different interventions because we want to find the right fit for the right person. Um, and so EMDR is very much like um, moving into the back seat of your healing journey and letting your brain move into the front seat, which can be helpful. But if you're about to go, your brain is like, oh my gosh, I get to do all this healing work. It's going to be amazing. And it's not thinking this is going to be too much pain for us, or this is not, it's just so excited to get in there. And so really you can get into traumas that you're not ready to process yet mm -hmm. and that you don't have the infrastructure to process or that would be way too painful to process and that can cause things like flooding and be which is when all the pain comes at you at once mm -hmm. uh, that's not pain shuts down this healing process the survival system is watching for too much pain levels and will shut it down at the first side of it so um, it's not always the right fit and I think that's also why a lot of people just numb, you know, they numb, avoid, distract themselves because that's they're right. afraid of too much coming, that's you know, right. coming up at the And they intuitively know that their brain's process for resolving this stuff isn't working. Mm -hmm. And so they know even if they bring it up, it's not going to make it through and it's just going to cause pain and it's going to cause all these symptoms, dissociation, and, and then they're going to start all these other patterns. So better not to do it at all, in which I would agree based on brain function, I would agree that it's better to distract and numb than try to run this through a system that's, it's not going to work anyway. Mm. But now we have ways to manually make sure that that communication loop goes. And what I have people do is just try it a little bit, right? And if, if they can get this little bit of hurt or rage or fear through the brain's healing process and watch their brain convert that fear into hope and courage, which is what it's supposed to be doing, mm -hmm. all of a sudden they're like, hmm, that wasn't so bad. And now we can come back here again, grab some more fear and walk it through the brain's healing process. And it's the body communicating. I don't know if we're going to be safe. Right. And that gets to the front of the brain. The front of the brain is like, oh, well, I know we'll be. And it starts mixing with our, our skills and our resources and our knowledge. And then the whole, the whole mind body system comes together to create a new way of being with whatever we're afraid of. And then we're watching our ability to navigate situations that used to be a scary to us. And we're watching ourselves be able to navigate those with courage, hope, skill, resources, maturity, wisdom. And it's, it's instant. It's, it's like this, this, our body, if it can do its work and communicate stuff, the front of the brain is like ready to go and receive it. We just got to get it past the survival system and healing happens. The symptoms don't show up anymore because the body doesn't need to send that message anymore. And it doesn't have it to give anymore.
Right. It has been, it has gotten to the right place and it's been reprocessed and stored very differently than it was stored before it got through the process. And it's been resolved, which is the whole idea. I mean, who wants to keep this stuff going forever? Talk to us about the person who just, they're like, I'm putting in the time, I'm putting in so much time and I'm still struggling. Yeah. Um, I have since in this journey um, found that there are different um, that it takes about, I I've developed a whole process for this, um, that I walk clients through to resolve disorders, not just to do some trauma work, not just to, but to do the healing work that needs to get done. And also we need to start the repair work while we're in survival modes, especially if we're young. Uh, and when we're in survival mode, our brain is busy with survival, not, not, not wiring for wellness. And mm-hmm. so when the survival mode ends, there is this big gaping hole of, well, these are the things I don't have. Maybe it's the ability to self-soothe or, or to protect the self, right? Maybe we've been conditioned to allow people to abuse us, right? We need to start building the ability to protect ourselves, and, and so that needs to come in here too, or maybe experience joy, self-confidence, the ability to put thoughts and feelings into words. And so there's a lot more that goes on than just stopping one symptom. Um, like when, when we're working with panic disorder, yes, we want to stop the panic and we can, and we do start because we, the system needs to be able to, um, harness and move that emotion fully through its process. Mm-hmm. So we need to repair the, the, the system's ability to process panic, but two, we need to start solving some of the reasons why panic is occurring in the first place. And a lot of that has to do with boundary issues. A lot of that has to do with, um, subconscious programming. We need to rebuild those things so that, so that we, we can be well. Yeah. What would you say, so important, what would you say some of the telltale signs are that someone needs to do this kind of work? Yeah. Okay. So there's some, there's some very simple ones and that's, if you've got symptoms of anxiety, depression, and traumatic stress, you're in. Okay. Mm -hmm. But if you're like me and you're a high performer and you're performing above those, um, you're going to need to look for other clues, like um, how are your interactions with your children and how are your interactions with your intimate partners? Um, if you feel like they're, they're unsatisfactory, it, this would be a good time to do that. Brains make healthy connections and interactions. And if yours is not doing is subpar to what you want, then that, then that this is a place to work. Um, also, if you notice yourself cycling through the same patterns over and over again, it's time to do this work. If you find that you keep getting in relationships with the same people, um, or that your boss is like your mother, and then your next boss is like your mother, or your, your partner is like your father and your next partner too. And the next part, like that's it, that's a time that this it's time to, to do this work. Your system is not is is there's so many reasons if on a subconscious level, our, the motivation of our subconscious mind to put us back in these situations. And then, but we're basically not making a new way of being in relationship. And so we're keeping the same patterns in place. That's definitely a telltale sign. And any of the places, if you have goals that you're not reaching, this is that stuff that there are, there are unconscious limitations to that. Lots of that has to do with unprocessed emotion and information that your body has about it that hasn't made it through the healing process yet. And what's interesting is that when we, when we open up goals and we see, okay, let's take the first step. Okay. We can do that. Well, let's take the second step. Okay. We can do that. Let's take the third step. Oh gosh, my stomach is like clenching and knots and okay. Well, there's something right in there. There's something in there and we can get the body to tell us what that, the stomach, what memory that is. 
And then we can resolve that memory. And then all of a sudden you go to take that third step and that, that resistance and that fear is no, or that whatever it is, is no longer showing up and you can do it. So we keep looking through that to find post-traumatic stress or anything that's not resolved, inner conflict, um, lack of subconscious programming for it, or unhealthy, unhelpful subconscious programming. Mm -hmm. And so on, then we can resolve that and we're moving. And what we're talking about when I talk about resolving something is maybe 20 minutes, maybe. And I think 40, if it's super duper complex, but a lot of times five minutes, 10 minutes. So it's really worth it to unblock yourself for a lifetime in that specific area. Absolutely. And I think people look at it though, when they hit upon that, you know, that like where you said the stomach clenches and they're like, Oh, that's as far as I can go. That's the limit. Meaning like that they were only meant to go to that distance, but it's right on the other side is where your freedom is. I mean, that's where life begins. That's where, that's where it gets resolved. So what do you say? So what do you say to the person who's like, well, this is just such a different, you just threw me for like this whole monkey wrench into my plan of just staying in therapy for 30 years, you know, on the same topic. Uh, Someone who's new to this, who's willing, what would be a great way for them to start? You know, I would say grab an intervention that, um, and I, I would recommend emotional freedom techniques because it is not because it's the one I found first, but in having trained in all these interventions, it really is the easiest to learn and it has the least amount of negative side effects. So you can pick up this really powerful intervention and with very little to no skill, and you can really do some pretty big brain work with it and see if it helps your, your brain complete your brain's natural symptom resolution process. And, um, and so I would say grab something and start experimenting and see what happens it once with my clients, that's what the first thing we do is I'm matching them with interventions. We're working on one of their stressors, something that their brain is not resolving the stress around. And it's usually a symptom of anxiety. I'm trying an intervention. Did that work? Yes or no. And I'll know within minutes. And if it didn't, okay, let's try the next one. And when we got that first one, once we have one that helps the brain through the process and I'm seeing a reduction in symptoms, increased logical thinking, the beginning epiphanies or new insights and or um, the uh, new solutions beginning. Um, if I see that stuff, I know we've got a match and we're going to take that one thing and we're going to help the brain resolve, do its work and we're going to get busy. And, and, I, and I know I've done uh, tapping EFT with a lot of our members within the PVC Institute. And it's amazing how they'll rate their, whatever the symptom is, whether it's an anxiety or stress or whatever the, even physical pain, and they'll rate it. And then we'll do a few rounds of tapping. And the number that it changes to by the end is so significant. And I think that's that's really key because when they do something themselves and see and feel and notice the difference right there, uh, that's the best way to know. What do you, what do you want to make sure, Rachel, what do you want to make sure everyone knows as we wrap up? I want to make sure everyone knows that your brain can resolve every single symptom showing up in your life and that those symptoms aren't supposed to be there and you don't have to cope with that. And those symptoms are indicators of exactly where your brain is stuck in this process. And you can take those very symptoms and use them to create your next levels of wellness, your next levels of expansions, um, open up your life to what you want. And that's really powerful. Those, those symptoms are not anything to be afraid of. And, uh, but they're definitely wonderful opportunities for growth and healing and transformation. I love that. And Rachel, where do we go to learn more about you and the great work you're doing? 
Yeah. I, my website at rachelmcleod.com and my name is spelled like Rochelle. So make sure you get all the E's and the L's in there, but I'm sure you'll have links to that here, yeah. but it's R-A-C-H-E-L-L-E-M-C-C-L-O-U-D.com. And there I teach, I, I, gosh, I teach you things. I, about brain function, how to use these interventions. If you join my email list, I will send you actually the training DVDs, the training videos, video links to these interventions where I will show you how to use them and you can try them and practice them um, and different ones so that you can see which one your brain's your brain likes. And then also my, my healing opportunities are there. I offer workshops and I have an online course, a self-study course where for resolving disorders. I will walk you through every single layer of this work um, in that program. And I also have an intensive coaching program where I will walk you through every step of the program live in video online, right? Yeah. And you see it, everybody, you do not have to stay stuck with your trauma, with any sort of situation or issue that uh, traditional therapy may not have been able to help you with. You can heal from all of it. And here's another uh, great example of just a very simple and very powerful modality that can help you do just that. Rachel, thank you so much for your time, for your wisdom, for your insight. I know you helped so many people with what you shared today. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Is your brain stuck and looping thoughts are getting in the way of you getting through your day? Stay in touch with Rachel by going to rachelmcleod.com and we'll have all of our information in the show notes at the pbtinstitute.com forward slash podcast. Here's my biggest takeaway. Trauma gets stuck in the body and we need to help the brain complete the process so the issue can be resolved and you can be free. We use the body to give us messages of safety and with unprocessed trauma, we're not converting fear into hope and courage, which we can do when we use processes like tapping, EMDR, thought field therapy, energy medicine, or whatever works specifically for you. Need some help? Within the PBT Institute, we have lots of experts teaching masterclasses on all kinds of processes so you can see which may be a fit for you. We even have one of our certified coaches who our members see to work on this exact issue because a huge part of healing involves getting the issues out of the tissues. Betrayal impacts us physically, mentally, and emotionally, so healing needs to be on every level, not just one. So join us by heading over to the PBT, as in post-betrayal transformation, thepbtinstitute.com, and choose our Trust Again 2.0 program, a five-day deep dive into learning how to trust again, our Rise or Transform options, where our coaches, me, we're personally working with you to move you completely through your betrayal to transformation, and even our Rebuild program, specifically for the betrayer, thepbtinstitute.com. Let's get you feeling better. Thanks for listening. Can't wait to be with you next time and here's to your breakthrough.